We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel. And uh, after this one, we got one more. That's it. You, you, you excited? You know that that's part of the contract, right? You have to finish after the year is over. You still have one more. <laughs> oh, we got this isn't the last podcast. This is not me. the last one. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I I would do unlimited podcasts with Field of 68. That's how that's how good of an employee I am that I would even go into the summer and do it. <laughs> well, because you know. After next Monday, you're off the clock for, for ESPN and BTN. So this is the only place you'll stay relevant. <laughs> yeah, because I care so much about, about this, that. This is the I, golf course. That's it. <laughs> I think I might actually do some stuff um, NBA combine-wise and maybe some other stuff too. So we'll you see. Should. You should. They, should. they should increase your role, but it's going to cut into your golf game and – I'm not sure you're ready for that quite yet. All right. Well, we, we got the final four. We're both heading down there this week. I believe the last time you were in New Orleans for a final four, uh, you and I kind of ran into each other, didn't you? you, were, you I mean, luckily, you weren't a, a minor at that point. You were, a lot, you were still 24 years old as a senior. I, I was 22, college. but keep going. I, by the way, I really do have everybody convinced that you are the longest tenured college basketball player. And the crazy thing is, is if you looked up how many games I played, I played less than most four-year guys. Mitch Lightfoot, I, Mitch Lightfoot yeah, is much older than you. Jalen Coleman Lands is twenty-five years old. He's yeah. played seven years. You know, people like, think uh, you you played longer than Jalen Coleman. It's awesome. I mean, I've really got everybody believing it's, it. It's thanks to idiots like you, yeah, pushing the narrative that, that that's even out there. Tremendous. Um, New Orleans. What what what, it, what do you remember from from your trip to New Orleans? Much? Well, Ryan Smith and I roomed together because he was down there for the three-point uh, contest. You didn't shoot and it well enough to get in the three-point. You just your academics got you to the final four. Not true. I got asked and turned it down. But which I wish I hadn't. Looking back, but whatever. Um, I was there for the Low Senior Class Award, which was. Really fun, but I just what was, was your GPA, up. by the way. What I want to know what your GPA was coming out of Purdue that you were able to be a part of the, the lowest clean. It was it class. was like a it was like a three point one nine. 
And I, you know what sucks about that is that I <laughs> academic all American is 3.2. I literally miss it by like one hundredth of a percentage point. But um, I was taking real classes. Like you're talking about business uh, calculus. Here we go. Here we I mean, go. Would, what grade would you get in business calculus at a at a Big Ten school? F? All I know is, uh, and and again, my daughter heard me. Why, why did it come up? It came up the other day when she was with me in Chicago, and and uh, we went out for for uh, dinner with a couple other people from Stadium, and, and they were younger, and I was talking to them, and somehow it came up at, about Arizona and the lack of uh, my, my, my class attendance schedule at Arizona was not exactly. So I was telling Talia, like, you got to go to class in Indiana. And that's some BS. If you didn't go, she shouldn't go. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. Come on. That's how I feel about it. If dad didn't go, he set the precedent. She shouldn't go either. But she's got to do, she's got to not make the mistakes I made, but you went to every – I mean, you had to go to every class at Purdue, didn't you? Yeah, we, we got class checked, so we, yeah. we were there. Um, I so remember about New Orleans, Yeah, honestly, being hungover. <laughs> That's what I remember about the last time we were there. You know what the funniest thing was? There was a really good group of people down there from the for the Lowe's deal, for the three-point contest, and the dunk contest. So – the funniest pairing of the roommates was John Sherna and Jay Crowder. <laughs> and they really? hung out a lot. Shut and I up. remember I remember Crowder being at the bar, just like, Sherna, what do you want to drink? And John, John is the nicest guy in the world. John just like, I'll, I'll take a hurricane, Jay. <laughs> like, we were all together. It's like the ultimate odd couple. It is the ultimate odd couple. Jay Crowder and John Sherna. I'm I'm almost positive they were rooming together because they'd put you with another player. Um <laughs> But yeah, the, the funniest thing that I remember is I had this, this banquet. And I think I've, we talked about this when Jim Nance was on this podcast, the yeah. banquet. And I had won the award. I knew I'd won the award. And an idiot like I am, I, we went out and I was really hungover. The only reason I even woke up for my car to take me to this banquet was because I caught this cramp in my calf that was so severe from being so dehydrated. Like I was so dehydrated that I woke up and like, I'm cramping. So I got to stand up. I look at the clock and it's like nine 29. I gotta get, I gotta leave at nine 30. So I jump in the shower. I just throw on whatever clothes I get taken to this event. I'm at this table with all these Lowe's workers who I think it's a reward for, I don't know if it's sales or just, you yeah. know, they, they did a good job or, whatever, but they get, they get brought in and Jim Nance is emceeing this award. And I'll never forget. I'm like dying at the table. Like people are literally like, man, rough night on bourbon. What time did you get in? What time do you think you got in? Four? Maybe later. I mean, four or four 35. And these workers are like, are you okay? You know, you don't look great. (laughs) I feel horrible. And they're, they're just, they're nice. They're like, we've been there. Bourbon street will get you. Those hurricanes are, are rough. And the funniest part is Jim Nance is, is announcing to the crowd that I won this award. And he's reading this bio and oh, character is so important for this award. And <laughs> I'm literally like, I might throw up on the table. Like I literally might vomit. And as he announces me, he's like, and our winner, Robbie Hummel. And I literally like, just look up and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I can hardly stand up. I'm dying, dude. I, so you didn't I, have to talk. 
Thank, thank, thank God. I, I could have literally thrown up on a podium. I, I was so hungover. <laughs> you get up there, shake Tim Nance's head, and just vomit all I, over. If I projectile vomited onto, like, the podium. Or, oh, man. I mean, I, I was in rough, rough shape. That's New Orleans is a great Final Four city because yeah. it's close, and there's good food, and there's fun bars. Are you going to go out? Are you going to go out? I don't know. Us? I honestly don't know if I will have time to go out. All right. I, I, like you're doing the three on three because you are, you are Harry three on three now, even though you couldn't make the damn Olympics, you're still Mr. Three on three. Uh, so you do this three on three event that, that's put on by Intersport. I stopped by last year and you come by I, this year. You know, I, I will. I'm just afraid Titus and I are going to, going to, throw at each other if, if, what is, if we what have is round the beef? what's the beef over i don't know I, he was just annoying as hell about the brad stevens the indiana stuff and now well, listen, we, gotta, we gotta bring you two together now i'm an indiana guy, guy. so uh, well, I, then you, have, you have common ground he i've too. completely flipped so maybe you're, we do maybe common. we can make up there you go so you're there literally you are broadcasting as hard as you worked all year and you like to say how hard you worked this year, but no, let's face it, it really wasn't that hard. This is a grind for you now. I mean, one game a day, Rob, I know the travel is tough and you might have, you know, a car service pick you up and you can take a nap in the back on the drive, whatever. You know, How many times did that flight. happen this year? A car What's service. That? A car service I was in maybe two times. And one of them. <laughs> was the worst ride I have ever had in my life in the sense that the driver was A, a conspiracist, B, <laughs> a terrible, terrible driver, a terrible driver. So anyway, you are on the air. You, I'm going to use this as, as a time for you to promo the three-on-three event put on by Intersport. What is yeah. it? What What's it on? And, and when is it on? Well, it'll be we'll have multiple days on ESPNU for two hour windows and yep. then the, the last day always has been um it's a really cool event for for college kids that you know aren't playing in the final four they get a free trip down there yep. they they get to play multiple three-on-three games or 10-minute games and they rapid fire them off on friday from i want to say we're starting at two this year all the way to 9 30 oh. so it's it's two to 9 30 and then the next day is an early ass morning it's saturday morning i want to say starting at eight uh, or maybe seven even. Wow. We're there, we're there early and it's like seven to four. And then there's Sunday is the championship day. But every game I want to say is for a thousand dollars. So you win your game, they give you a thousand bucks. And which, which is cool. I think it, is. it, it makes it, yeah. it makes pool play games relevant and makes them, the kids play super hard. And Titus gives the money out, right? Like after they Titus, win, they, they, Titus and Tate give them yeah. this bag of money. They can yeah. do whatever they throw. That's it awesome. The they, they celebrate. I, it's it's really fun, actually. I had a blast when I was there. I, yeah, and you get to see a lot of kids that have had really good seasons for me yeah. that I don't see all year. You know, right. you see some of these kids that lead the Colonial in scoring or the Patriot right. League or, you yeah. know, wherever. Um, it, it's a very There's different some good names. Five five. There R.J. Are Cole? R.J. Right. Cole's playing. Cam Augusti, I think, is playing, Ooh. which, boy, Ooh. he can score. Oh. Uh, let, me, let me pull up. Here, I got the. Some of the names. Yeah, let me. Uh, We're breaking news here. Brad Davidson is playing. Oh, your guy. He is, you know. Brad Davidson's one of those guys. I don't know if you agree with this. On the court, 
if you if you played against him, you hated him. Yeah. Off the court, is there is there a nicer kid than no. Brad Davison? He he is great to talk to. Right, he's, he's engaging. He yeah no I I agree with you I agree with you. Um, Ryan Hawkins, former D two star. Oh love him. Creighton. He will yeah. kill. Yep. Um, Darius Perry, Jariah Horner playing for yep. uh, the American. Some of the Ivy League kids that are have been really good for a long time um, are playing. My man, right, so John Har- my man John Harris is playing. Oh yeah, yeah from uh, yeah from Penn State. Yep. Um Yeah, Cam. McGuffey all right, all right. Let, let's yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on here, and uh, we got to get you out though Thursday night. I mean, if it doesn't yeah, start I, till two, I don't know. I I've got this. I'm doing this thing for Invesco QQQ with what uh, time? I don't know. I think it's at seven. Oh, come on, you'll be done. I got a lot going on. You can make an appearance. Don't big time. Appearance. Don't big Where, time us little people. It's not a big time, little time thing. It's just I got to make sure I'm good to go for the next day. You I'll, don't wanna, I'll probably be out Thursday night. Where, you don't want a repeat of, of the last time you were in New Orleans. I get it. I get it. You don't need to be thrown up on the set of the three on three. I also for all the remember money you, for all the money you bring in, you can't screw up that cake. I also remember Ryan and I going to Crystal Burger at like 5 a.m. And we got this burger and the meat was like a blue hue. It was the nasty. So we just ate the fries. It was it was terrible. Did I tell you my story of the last time I was in New Orleans was would have been about five years ago. NBA All-Star Game was there and I'm working at ESPN. I was doing NBA that year, too. So I was early morning sports center every day. So that's like 6 a.m. It was brutal. And it was central time there. So I'm there. And literally, I got to get up at like 4.30 to get over there for, I think it was 5 a.m. Central time, something like that. So I'm not going to say who the player was, okay? But I'm walking out of my hotel at 4.30 in the morning to go over there. And a player is walking back into his hotel with two girls on either arm. And uh, again, I'm not going to say who it was, but I knew the player well. And I texted him the next day and I'm like, I saw you. I saw you walking. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. Remember, you ever heard of Gerg's camp? It's yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was an assistant in Milwaukee at the time, former UNLV coach. His first name is what's his first name? Tim, Tim, Tim Gerg. Gergovich. Yeah. And he had this camp in Vegas, and it was it was all players who had been in the NBA or had been drafted and were like second round picks and trying to make it or rookies yeah. or just young guys, really high level deal. Everything's run by assistant coaches in the NBA. Every GM is there. It's a big camp to go to for young players. It's at this high school. Um, I want to say Bishop Gorman in, in Vegas. And there was a player there who I won't say his name. He is crazy. I went to sleep. I remember we we had a late dinner because we'd played. I walked through the casino. I saw him at the blackjack table playing at like 11. Now the call the next morning, it's early. And we it's two a days. It's like six hours on the court total. A lot of playing. I got up at 545 to come down and get breakfast. He was legitimately still in the same <laughs> seat playing. And I went up to him and I'm like, dude. Have you moved all night? And he's like, "No, man. I, I've been I've been playing blackjack." 
And I'm like, aren't you going to be tired? You haven't gone to sleep? Like, these days are crazy long. Right. And he looks at me and goes, Rob, you can't win if you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> some guys. It's like, wow. Hey, some guys can get away with it. I was told Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce in Boston could get away with that and be fine. Yeah, you would never know the difference for games. Like, some guys like, can, like, can do it. It's like it's like Michael Jordan where they said he yeah. just didn't need to sleep. You right. Know? There, there are some guys where – they can go out, drink, yep. do whatever, party, and come in and play 40 minutes. Now, the problem is you have guys that try to hang with those dudes that Can't aren't, right. and they and they just yep. – and even veterans. I, I know veteran guys that I, I played with that would try to hang with a couple of the guys on our team that could do that, and they would be just total shit. They, yeah, they would luggage be. by the time the game came around. All right, yeah. let's talk about the games. Final Four in New Orleans – no better place to have the Final Four in New Orleans because we've already discussed some of the issues and tribulations that come with uh, whether it's playing, covering, whatever, uh, <laughs> a Final Four. The bars don't close is the biggest one. Uh, we got great matchups on one hand, right? I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better in a way because you have kind of four blue bloods. I, I consider Villanova blue blood. Some people are going to argue with me right that's, now. That's been a that's been a point of contention for you. A you debate, know. a big debate, whether it's it's a blue blood or not. I feel like Villanova's. You know, again, are they in that Kentucky, Kansas, Carolina, Duke category? No, no, they're not. But over the last, you know, ten years, and they've had plenty of success prior to that. You know, they still won a national title with with, with Rowley and, and, and Pinckney. And, again, they're not at the same level. Like, to me, you know, again, a blue blood, UCLA, still a blue blood. Like, is is Arizona a blue blood, in your opinion, Rob? No, I think that they're with Villanova. In right. Indiana, year. are they a blue no. blood? No. Well, it's hard, they right? They haven't performed like one for 20 exactly. years. Like Villanova know. has been way more of a blue blood in terms yeah. of performance than Indiana or even Arizona over the last 10 yeah. years or so. So sure. I don't think there's much of an argument. Again, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky are the four that yeah. I think are in a different category than everybody else. Agreed. Um, Villanova, Jay Wright has put himself and put that program in the discussion, which is absolutely amazing. Now, they play Kansas, and they got him without Justin Moore. It's kind yeah, of the stinks. undercard I now. Better. I don't know if it would have – it would have been the undercard anyway because you have Coach K and that storyline and Duke yep. Carolina. But it might have been the better game yeah. overall in a way if he had Justin Moore healthy. Can, can Villanova – beat Kansas I think they can play with them Rob but I think by the end of the game like what Bill Self does best is best better than any coach probably in college basketball is utilizes his bigs right he's always done that he doesn't have like imposing bigs right now in terms of like McCormick's physically imposing but not guys that you can count on every 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 he game does not have he does not have dope there's right, no right. He doesn't have Doak. He doesn't have even Darrell Arthur. Like, he doesn't have those dudes. Morris but, Twins, Thomas Robinson. Correct. Yeah, right. He's got McCormick and Lightfoot. My take is he's going to find a way to get Eric Dixon in foul trouble. And that is Villanova's one and only 
front court guy who's got some size and in, in, in girth. I mean, he did it to Sam Wardenberg. Wardenberg had one foul in the first half and had four fouls in like three minutes in the second half. I mean, it was crazy. And when he fouled out, the Rob, game when changed. he fouled out, yeah, the game it was, was still up. a game. It, they know. were right there. Well, Miami, who looked unguardable in the first half because yeah. McGussey was just making awesome. everything. Yes. He was balling. Um, oh, yeah. Kansas up their level defensively, though. And they turned over Miami a couple of times and got out in transition. McCormick played really well in the second half. Um Mitch Lightfoot has given them good minutes. I, I agree with you. They're going to go inside to, yeah. to those two guys and try to get Dixon in foul trouble. I, I just feel awful for Justin Moore. That, that is awful. What a awful. bizarre the deal worst. for them to win win the game, yep. which is a freaking war of a game. And he yeah. tears his Achilles with 30 seconds to go in the game. It would be such a bittersweet deal. Yep. You know, I, and I've been in locker rooms like that where you have an injury and you're a game away from winning your league or, you know, Yep. Going to the post, and it's like yep. guys are are happy they won, but you you know that the season just got screwed up because of this, you know, and not that the totally. season screwed up when you go to the final four. That's a great no, season. but you want a chance but to they, win the whole they thing. Aspirations to win the whole thing, right. and, and they and they were playing really well. So now, I, if there's a team, Rob, if there's a team and a totally. culture and a and an avenue to be able to pull off an upset of sorts, yep, right, you've still got. The way they play, they're going to grind you. They're going to slow it down. They're going to use the shot clock. They're going to move the basketball. Well, now they're also their mentality. They're not going to. Some teams would have this, and the next no. game would look like they just got shell shock, punched in the face, roll no over. Chance. I, I don't think that that will be them. I really don't. I, I think that they will control the game tempo wise, which is going to be huge because if you let Kansas get out and run like they did in the second half against yeah. Miami. Yeah, they are they are going to run you out of the gym. They've got speed, they've got athleticism, they've got guys that can get out and go. But I I think it'll still be a competitive game. I do not think that. Now I think Kansas will win. Yeah, me too. Um, but I because they'll wear them down. I think they'll yeah. wear them down by the end. And Villanova is going to play five dudes. Now you tell me, Rob. How how affected? Okay, so in the NCAA tournament, these these timeouts feel like an eternity does it matter can you play five dudes 37 minutes if Dixon doesn't get in foul trouble I will say my last college game against Kansas I want to say I played 37 minutes and I was freaking spent but I think about it and that's this is going to be how these Nova guys are I'm guarding Thomas Robinson for a lot of the game I'm fronting him you know that's the difference exerting crazy energy on both ends of the floor which I think these guys are gonna have to do too and by the end of the game I just, you know, I missed a couple of free throws in the first half that I don't, which you know, I shot in the 80s on the year. Yeah. I felt like I had physically emptied the tank. And I think that these guys will have to do that here tonight. It's hard. You know, it, and Dixon be- isn't used to. Dixon doesn't play 35 minutes. He plays 25 to 30. Yeah. And again, it's, it's going to be predicated on him staying out of foul trouble. But Caleb Daniels is going to have to play. 30 plus minutes now and there's just no there's no margin for error now that's what like colin gillespie can't have an off game no he's got a hoop and so does jermaine samuels um it's just they've got to play like a perfect game which i think slater is the key i think slater so i'm a huge brandon slater guy and he was so good in november when i saw him at mohegan sun so damn good offensively like I really – I left there saying, like, he's an NBA player. 
he is an NBA player because he was making threes. He was assertive in the offensive end. And then he got hurt, didn't practice a whole lot for like a month stretch, and has never regained that offensive kind of form that he had and the swagger. I, I think now, like, there's no choice. Like Brandon Slater, you have to be aggressive because we can't have you coming out of this game with four points. you got to score yeah. in double figures. I mean, they all have to give something on offense. It's they do. Just... So you're, you're going Kansas in that one. All right, so Duke Carolina, were you excited? To get Duke Carolina, or were you disappointed that it wasn't Duke and, and St. Peter's? <laughs> um, no, I, I was excited for Duke. Okay, Carolina. you you, you were done. You were done with St. Peter's. What? I just think that this game, the storyline, a storyline of fifteen getting to this, getting to the Final Four is cool, but I was probably pissed they beat Purdue. Well, that yeah, <laughs> that's where I was going um, next. No, I, I came I down. Think... Wait, wait, I came down press row to to not even. Like to rub I knew it you in. already knew to rub knew it you in. Knew. You did. Yeah, so you were rubbing it in. I was I was not rubbing it in. I was I was going to see your reaction during a timeout of, of Purdue losing to St. Peter's. You wanted no part of me. None. No, I didn't. I wanted no part of anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody about Purdue's loss to St. Peter's, and I still don't. So thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> How, I, it was the but crazy, listen, was wait, wait, following... we, we can't gloss over this because you are Mr. Purdue. Other than Brian Cardinal, it's you and Brian Cardinal that you missed it for nice. You know, the, the statue is still not quite cleared yet, but They're I'm working trying on. to get the Cristiano Ronaldo statue maker from that tonight. Show. <laughs> We're working on it. We'll see what we can do. Okay. So seriously though, because this is something that I got asked a lot after Purdue's loss was how is this going to affect Matt Painter and, and kind of the, um, uh, I, you know, how people view him, how be, how people view, because this was, again, his best chance since you played for him of getting to the final four. And he had Jaden Ivey. He's not going to have another guy like Jaden Ivey anytime soon. Let's be honest. He had a couple bigs that were like, he had a team that we thought was capable of, of getting there and they lose to St. Peter's. Now the good thing is St. Peter's had already beaten Kentucky. So it wasn't like they, you know, they beat, they beat Purdue and then got knocked out. And probably John Calipari was happy the further they went because yeah. people kind of forgot about that a little bit. Um, how, how, how bad do you think this affects Matt Painter personally and, and his kind of hit on him as, as a coach? Well, I, I think it affects him personally a lot. I'm sure he's disappointed. I mean, he, he wants to get to the final four, like every other coach that's coaching in college basketball. Um, it's Purdue was a weird example this year of at times they looked unguardable on offense and then end of the season, it was hard to score for them. And defensively, they, they had some shortcomings all year. They were defending, but they didn't lose the game against St. Peter's because they couldn't guard them. You know, it was, it was because they couldn't score. So I, Amazing. I, I, thought, I, don't know. I, I said it all year up point guard play to me. Yeah. Point guard play was my bigger concern. We were all talking about defense all year. And I'm telling you, all year, what did I say? From the from the start of the no, season. You, you've been you've been championing point guard play the entire season. That's I will not deny that. Yeah. Um I I think that yeah that that's part of the problem. And they I didn't get to watch the game because I was sitting there with you watching yeah. Providence Kansas. Um which actually 
we started the game calling it from a cell phone because the yeah, internet what, had gone out. So they were, hey, I was down the end and they were they were screwing around with all the cords and everything like that. And I'm like, what's going on here? I didn't realize it affected. Otherwise, I would have pulled out all the cords. If I had known this was going to, I would have cut the damn cord. Yeah, Cougar, Cougar was calling the game from a phone like this. Couldn't hear himself doing it, but just talking right into his, into his cell phone. And at the 16-minute mark, they passed me the phone. I'm like, what are the cues to the game? <laughs> the game had already started. Um, yeah, it was crazy. The internet finally came back at like the 12-minute mark. But back to, to yeah. Purdue, um, from a reputation standpoint, I, I don't think it affects Matt Painter at all. I really don't. People know he can coach. It's yeah. it's disappointing for sure. What it could have done, it could have taken him to a different level, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, he just it, to it, a puts you, it puts you in that discussion of yeah. guys that have been there. So that's I, I still believe he's going to get there. I really do. He, he's recruiting at a high level. He's a, too good of a coach. Still young. He's yep. still yep. – yeah, he's in his low, low 50s, I yep. want to say. I it's disappointing because I I truly believed when I watched them in Connecticut yep. that they were the best Purdue team that Paint had had ever. I, I believed that. I was like, you know, with their size, they're torching Nova from three. But you guys fit together better. That that was Agreed. the one difference when you were healthy. I felt like your Purdue teams fit together. You didn't have as many weak like the weakness. That, yeah, yeah. Right. And our chemistry, I feel like, was. Was you played together, but we'd been yeah. together forever. You know, right. I'd, I'd known Jawan Johnson since my sophomore year of high school, playing with the junior all stars with him, and then the Indian all stars. And even though we yeah. weren't on the same AAU team, we were very familiar. Each one and I have played together since my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Kramer fit in really well. Keaton Grant, same thing. Lewis Jackson, Kelsey Barlow. Like we, we had a really good team, but I. I don't know. I really believed that we would struggle with the fact that they were huge and they were just obliterating Villanova and obliterating North Carolina. And it's like, man. And as the season wore on, I'm just like, defensively, they struggled. So that's certainly my opinion, I think, changed throughout the year. But I still thought they were capable of making the Final Four because they presented such problems for their teams. And watching the way that Carolina just destroyed those guys with their side, Baycott has what 13 rebounds and with like five to play. It was and I, I thought that Purdue would do that to them too. Yeah. Um, they didn't take advantage of that nearly as yeah. much as they, they could have or should have. Well, I, I think, and I didn't get to watch, but it sounds like Zach Eady started the game poorly. And then Travion Williams came in and played poorly. He was better in the second half, but um, yeah, I, it, from what, what it I mean, like they had open shots galore and just could not make them, you know, that's, and I the think it came down again. Turnovers have killed Purdue all year. They have their numbers might not say it. I bet on Ken Palm, they're like average, but they have had spurts where they give the ball up like it's on fire. You know, it's just like they can't hold on to the basketball, and that, that killed them again. Ivy had a lot of turnovers, including that one driving. Him and Eddie combined for eleven. Right, they had eleven right. turnovers. I mean, you got to take care of the ball. You know, in the NCAA tournament, you, you can't be giving away points and giving away possessions. So. All right. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm wearing this Mama Hog in ode to, to Mama Hog. I got it in a little late. Dude, uh, I love the, the way she was talking bad to you. I thought it was great. Just, killing me. She would call me. you a dumbass. I think <laughs> I, every name in the book, every name yeah. in the book. And she's probably I, right about it. 
right? I thoroughly enjoyed that that video. That was I know you did. I know you did because you and Mama Hog have a lot in common. Yeah. You know, your your hatred of me, your 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 ability to make fun of me and um, anytime I make fun of you, it is deserved because you you emptied the clip on that as well. It's a it's a symbiotic relationship there. I do. I, I think I think people know my 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 respect for you though. So that that's that's why I'm able to do it. And uh, you take it well. You take it well. Uh, Duke Carolina. So we know what happened the last time. I was there. It was ugly. It was embarrassing. It was all that. Um, I think it's going to be completely different. I yeah. I, again, I've said this since this matchup. Again, I just can't get it out of my head, Rob. After the game, looking at the entire team, I was literally directly. You thought, you thought the season was over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Kay came back out. Remember, he had to bring all the players back out. They sat on the bench while he grabbed the microphone and said, you know, how embarrassed he was, um, apologized for their performance, had just skewered them in the isn't, locker. Isn't that pretty like disrespectful to Carolina because <laughs> I mean, he didn't say anything about Carolina there. And then he, I think he realized it afterwards. And in the media session was they played better the last 10 games of the season. Like they, they really came on and now you see that it wasn't a fluke. They're no, good. well, they're playing like we thought they were going to play all year, Rob Carolina. Right. And the crazy part, it kind of coincided a little bit. It came a little bit later, but, the departure of Dawson Garcia to tend to his family, to go home. The statement said to tend to his family. Um, they started playing better. Maybe because, again, Brady Manick knew what his role was going to be. I, I think, again, they fit together. It's hard to play, like, the rotation of, like, Baycott, Manick, and Garcia. Now you know what you have, right? Baycott's a traditional low-post Dude, he's not going to stray from that. Manic is a pick and pop big. Like yeah. those two fit well together. And RJ Davis has been awesome. Like yeah, to me, and Caleb, and Caleb Love has too. Both of well, guys he's still up and down. That's that's the big X factor for me. Like he didn't shoot it great in Durham when they won, but he was aggressive. He was assertive. He was taking the ball to the basket, and RJ was dominant. And Baycott was really good against Mark Williams there, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Really good. I, I thought when I saw Carolina in Fort Worth the first weekend that uh, the decision-making of Caleb Love was as good as I had Better. seen from yeah. watching his 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 really last seven or eight games where you're like, man, this guy, sometimes he takes some just horrific shots. But I thought he was so under control against Baylor. He made five or six threes in the first half. Um, but, yeah, I – I think that their group is is scary to play. They're not deep, but boy, they they really give put you in some binds. Now with Duke, I will say I agree with you. It's going to be a totally different deal than what we saw start of March. I'm looking at their roster and I'm like, all right, Paul Bencaro, yep. top three pick in the draft. Yep. Mark Williams now yep. being talked about as a lottery pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Roach playing at a high level. Yep. Keels defending you know Wendell Moore I'm, I'm like all of us AJ Griffin lottery pick yep so I'm looking at their talent and I'm like boy they are <laughs> extremely talented and they're they're garden better I think the two three has been good for them 
Um, they're guarding pick and roll better, and they've got they've got dudes that can score. They they are extremely talented. I, I think that this is a culmination of a long season where it's like, man, they got a lot of talent, but will they realize it? I would say the answer is yes, they, they are. You, you know what? To me, um, you look at the rosters and you're like, okay, you go down the list and it's like, all right, like you said, Mark Williams to Baycott. Mark Williams is going to be an NBA player. Baycott will probably make the league. I think he'll play in the league. But again, like, all right, clearly Mark Williams is the better NBA prospect. You know, Paulo to Manic. I think Manic can make the league. I mean, he's six. You know what? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, the way he shoots, he's a pretty yes. good athlete. I think Brady Manic will play in the NBA. I totally do. So again, similar situation: Mark Williams and Ben Caro to Baycott and Manic. AJ Griffin, a leaky hold on, black. Hold on, though. The the ceiling, though, compared to Ben Caro, is not the same. No, no. I'm Someone what I'm saying league, is but... they're similar. Yeah, they're, they're similar in terms of like. Baycott and Manic are like fringe NBA players. Mark Williams and Ben Cara are going to be – now, Ben Cara oh, yes. is, is high, high yeah. ceiling. Could be Chris Webber or, or I, something. I think Mark it. Williams has a pretty high ceiling as well, just because yes. he fits what the NBA wants in he, bigs. Right. Why well. can't he be um, – Like a DeAndre Jordan or a – I mean – Totally. Like, totally. I mean, like, yeah. Like, like uh, uh, what's his name? The Clint Capella. Yeah. Something like that. Like, he could easily be that, right? I mean, super athletic. He's not your traditional big, like a, 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 an Okafor, a below-the-rim. No, and then and Okafor could score with his back to the basket, but it right. didn't matter because he was so below the rim and didn't protect Exactly. Him. You know, A.J. Griffin, a leaky black. I mean, come on. Like, the, oh, you, you know, know what, though? I love leaky black. Because he I does really all do. the little things. I, he he right. guards his ass yes. off. He's a good passer. Yep. Agreed. Yep. AJ Griffin's going to play in the NBA for a long time and get drafted for, probably in the lottery. Um, now, here's my question to you. Here's my big question. All right. So, if you go, clearly the front court is an advantage talent wise for, for Duke. If you go backcourt and you go Caleb Love, RJ Davis compared to, I mean, really, there's not a third guy. They don't really play a third guy. I mean, Puff Johnson a little bit, but he then barely I'm, plays. Yeah. They don't really have a, a third. So it's RJ and, and Caleb Love to, to their, their perimeter of Wendell Moore, Keels, and and um, and Roach. Like, pretty close. No? Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's – now, Jerry Roach has played really well. Was yep. it the – which game, was it Arkansas game where he was – no, Texas Tech. He was great. Game, he was yeah. so good into the game. So good. Um, yeah, but, like, when you're talking about NBA yeah. talent, yeah, it's probably the – I mean, Keels, it's funny. Some people went the year, over people board. were, yeah. yeah. But the way he played in the Champions Classic, it was like, this dude's going to average 30 points a game. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, like I think I think somebody had him, like, top eight or something like that. For, I'm like, for a freshman to play like that in his first game, that's pretty. Yeah, but you can't get carried away. But, that, but people did lose their minds. Okay. That's the problem. People get so carried away on one game, and it's like, no. like, But that's kind leave. of the era that this is. Like, you know. Of yeah. the nightly shows and whatnot, what else are you going to talk about? I, I mean, you shouldn't crown him to the league, but right. that's where it's. Like I put him in the. Are. I think I put him in the late twenties after after that stretch in November. I did a mock draft, maybe even in, in mid December, late December, and I think I had him like twenty five or something like that. 
And I'm not even sure he's a first round. Like, we'll see. I think he'll probably maybe he'll get taken in the first round. I'm not so sure. I watch yeah. him and I'm like, doesn't shoot it great. Is he a point? Is he a two? I, I don't I, I, I like him. I think he should come back for another year. I don't know if he will, but I think he should. Um, all right. So are you all in on Duke winning this and winning this big? Do you think it's going to be close? And do I think, you think I think Carolina has a shot. Oh, I think Carolina definitely has a shot. I, I think they do. Um, I just – I get the feeling that Duke is one of those teams of of almost destiny at this point. Like, they're, they're playing really well. They're getting contributions from everybody. So, I, I'm going to say Duke wins in a close one. But I, I like Carolina, and it would not surprise me if Carolina wins this either. Wow. See, it would shock me if Carolina wins. <clears throat> it would absolutely shock me. Again, I just think – Duke salivating to get another shot at him. I, I, but you can be overhyped too. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I don't know if that's the type of. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying if, you're, if that's your logic that they are salivating, you could be overhyped to play them. And I think Carolina is playing with a lot of confidence, and they are. I mean, they they beat Baylor. But when they uh, came into Durham, when they came into Durham, they came in with nothing to lose. Nobody giving them a shot in hell. No, I, don't I don't know. Think it's they, the they they destroyed Marquette. They beat Baylor in a game that they should have killed them, and the yeah. ejection turned the whole deal. They went in overtime, which honestly was impressive because they had zero momentum going into zero. the overtime. And then they beat UCLA. Like yeah. they. Well, the what I'm Peter saying thing, is, like I, they're I just not think like they're they're battle tested, and I think they're playing really well. So I I'm going Duke, but I think Carolina is going to be right there at the end to win the game. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is it's a completely different matchup because now people actually are giving them a chance. There is some pressure on them now where the last time when they played them, there was no pressure. They're playing with house money. Nobody gave them a chance in hell. I, I thought they'd lose by 20. Now you're saying, Hey, you know what? They, they got a chance here. I'm I just think they're same. playing better. And that yeah. the, the Duke thing was not a fluke in the case, in the sense that they were playing good right. basketball. Right. You have Duke winning the whole thing now. No, I got Kansas from the whole thing. So I did two a week ago, and then I thought about the matchups, Rob. And I'm just like, I don't like the Kansas matchup against yeah. them. Small guards, you know, like those small guards. Now, Remy's – when Remy's on, like it can be – it can look ugly, but like yeah. that dude just makes contested I mean, shots like nobody else. Yeah, the, the Miami game was the first game where he hasn't – just been phenomenal in the post. He made enough though. He made a couple. Oh, he was good. Big. He wasn't bad. Yeah. He just right. He gets to that pull up from the top of the key oh. whenever he wants it, and he he shoots it like a dart. There's no arc on it. Nothing. It's a line drive. Yeah. yeah. No. I I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if, if Duke won either. But I I I like Kansas team. I do. And I think Bill is such a good a good coach. Not I do too. We're talking about this last night, and I don't know if you agree. If you could pick one coach. We were asked this question. One coach to coach the same roster out of these four coaches, I would choose Bill Self. Yeah. After timeouts, he's amazing. He gets the freaking lob out of the corner for Abaji every freaking game. The Providence, the Providence play. I mean, that was oh, huge. I know. They, I asked him in our interviews when yep. we had we had Ochai the next day. I was like, dude, how do you get this every game? But I know he's done the scouting report. He just laughed. He said, we got one of the walk-ons today. So one of the walk-ons was asking him, 
you know, how do you get that lob all the time? And he said, he was guarding me in practice today and I got it on him. <laughs> like, like people they know, know it's coming. You just get so locked into the ball. He's a good cutter. And yeah. first of all, it's, it's a lot easier when you've got an athlete like that, where you can throw it above the square. Yep. Like, you know, when I was at Valpo high school throwing lobs, if you didn't put it in the perfect place, no one was dunking the ball, right? Like you had to put that thing right there. Abachi, put it in the vicinity, he'll hammer it. So that, that's- he's way more athletic than I think people oh, really like. He is a elite athlete. I think, him. Rob, am I crazy to say, okay, so Corey Kispert went late in the lottery, I think, last year, like 14, yeah. somewhere right, right at the end of the lottery. He may not be quite the dead eye shooter. <laughs> he's, shooting, he's shooting 39 in the year, but he's struggled in the postseason. Right. That was the Miami was the first game where he has shot it well, eight of twelve. Can he be a better? I mean, to me, if Kispert goes 14, isn't it he's, he's much better upside? equipped? Yeah, he's much better equipped to guard defend, and right. I think you can make him into a three and D guy. Why can he not be Trevor Ariza? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Trevor Ariza is still playing. Yep. You know, he he is. I, I think he is a really good value pick for the NBA draft because he's mature. He's a great kid. He's a really good teammate. Yep. And I, I just think that he can make threes from the corner. And I think he can guard at a high, high level. Yeah. He's going to go 10 to 20. He's going to go 10 to 20 in this draft. I'd be how, shocked. How old is he? 20, 22. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth but, year senior. but again, like that's the dumbest shit ever. No, it is. Like, you can produce. He he right. is going to be productive for an NBA team from the like. Uh, who who the hell went? Who was it last year? Who who ended up going? That kid, kid from Oregon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Duarte. Duarte. Playing, playing, right away. Playing, playing great for the Pacers. Right, right. To me, those are the guys. Desmond Bain. Yeah, has now, been I'm great. surprised about him because I know I knew he could shoot, but his arms are so short. short. Yeah, he's got a. Really, really short wingspan, but he super is super high character, super high great kid. Well, Indiana yeah. kid, you know. Yep, that's, that's right. That's right. All right. I know you got to prepare uh for these games, so I'm gonna let you go. You got three on three plus the, the you got everything to prepare for here, right? I mean, mostly just who's playing in the three on three, but are you gonna get out there at all? No, nothing. You will not get on the court. Why would I? I'm I'm not playing. I don't game. know. It's about Show the them. kids. Show, show them what the, it's like. I, the guys that I play with come in on uh, on that Thursday, and they teach the kids the rules. It's like a one day, and it's a long day for those dudes. Canyon, um, Canyon coming in. I don't think Canyon's playing in the G League still, so Canyon oh, won't be there. But like Craig Moore and Damon Huffman, Zaire Carrington, maybe Kareem Maddox, those four. And you'll uh, teach him the rules too. I'll be at Radio Row doing stuff for. Uh, uh you're big time. You're big you know, time. You're gonna big time. It's for, the, it's for the same company. It's for three three years. You get the minor time. leaguers to teach him the rules while you no, go no, no. on Radio Row and and start promoting your brand. Promoting Do you have like an RE chat yet? No, I don't. When's that coming out? When's your NIL line coming out? It will never come out. I will never have an NIL line. I, I mean, it, I missed the boat. I I. I was born eight years too early. I could have, I could have had NIL. Eight, eight. You mean ten you years mean too 18. early? Twelve years too early. You, <laughs> mean, you mean eighteen? 18? Although, shit, I got to college in 07. That's fifteen years ago. Holy That's what I'm saying. It's almost eighteen years ago. I I'm only not that far off. Years. That's not right. that far off. All right, get to work, and uh, I will see you down in New Orleans. You better get your ass out on on Thursday night. That's all I got to say. All if right, there's right. not an appearance, where we, where are you guys going to be? 
Have you decided yet, or is it TBD? We'll be running around. We'll be we'll we'll be gallivanting. Why, why did I? Oh wait, your nephew was a a manager from Michigan, right? That's yes. why you yeah. you were at that bar. Yeah, we were drinking. We were drinking in New Orleans. We couldn't keep up with you. But I mean, I was I was in rare form. You were getting I, after I, it. I'm Nobody pretty sure that I was I was having a good time every night. It's I mean, I heard I, the stories. It's a good thing that I was not in the three-point contest because I would have been trash. Yeah. I think Ryan was pretty hungover at the three-point contest himself. It's probably why I didn't win. Well, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you nonetheless. You let me know when to show up at the the three-on-three, and I'll uh, I'll definitely stop by so I can have some fun. Uh, instead of ripping on Titus, I'll rip on you. All right. That's All right. fair. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Goodman and Hummel podcast. Enjoy the final four, and we will talk about uh, who cuts down the nets next week. <laughs>